0: god here i sense a tremendous anointing now you understand that no anointing ever leaves the earth i'm going to try to save folks over here i said no anointing ever leaves the earth when brother summerall left this planet his anointing did not leave when Howard Carter left, his anointing did not leave. When Dr. Kenneth Hagen left, his anointing did not receive. It is there, it is available for anyone and everyone who has served it or who continues to serve it. You serve these great anointings. R.W. Shambach. you don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God amen. I said, amen. amen. My grandfather, Smith Wigglesworth, who raised 17 people from the dead, that anointing ha, is still in the earth. And I'm glad to have a heritage. I'm glad to know the spiritual lineage that rules and reigns and is so evident in this ministry, in your beautiful Pastor Sheeran. And I, I just need you to know, I would walk from Los Angeles to Las Vegas just to get to be around Miss Vicky. She doesn't need to say a word. She like Miss Joni. She doesn't need to say a word. Just being in your presence brings the blessing and the glory and the presence of God. You're a very unique person, and we give God glory for you. You may be seated. Uh, got a few of the team here with us, a couple of guys back there in the back, but most of all, my beautiful daughter Ashton Blair is with me. Run up here and wave at these folks in case any single men around here. This is my beautiful daughter, Ashton Blair. She runs over half of our 14 major ministries. And uh, she also is the, how many many websites do you keep up? Over 15. Over 15 uh, websites, plus the social media sites, three social media sites to every one of those websites. So that's a pretty big task that she oversees. And she's the director of student life at the School of the Spirit, Valor Christian College in Columbus, Ohio. And she is also, what else do you do? Oh, yeah. You're the director of all Creative creative director. That means all the artwork, all the mail, everything you see on television, anything you see on any websites has to pass over her desk. And uh, she's like Mother Parsley, who went to be with the Lord just uh, a few months ago. And we miss her terribly, but we know where she is. And uh, we, we, are not, we are all not long for this world. Now, if you're too earthly attached, we can fix you today and get your eyes focused on eternity. I said hallelujah. Mother Parsley was here in my stead In 2004, uh, the enemy attacked my back. Uh, I was on a 45-day tour, uh, a different city every night. And when I got to Las Vegas, uh, I couldn't get out of the bed. And uh, Mother Parsley said, I have a sermon. (laughs) And I said, well, get over there and preach it then. And she did. And uh, I've been desiring to be back with you for a very long time. Thank you, baby daddy, loves you. Um, Ashton just celebrated her 30th birthday. She celebrated it for 30 days. (laughs) Very literally. One of which she jumped from 15,000 feet out of an airplane. And I was just standing there looking at her. I know she's a woman of faith. (laughs) Amen. I'm not jumping out of no airplane. If if that's what you do, enjoy it. I am delighted to be with you. I'm delighted to be anywhere. Because what I discovered is he is Jehovah Isus Hagaboth. He is the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He's Jehovah Rafika the eternally self-existent God who heals. If he's ever healed you, shout now. Well, I wrote a book that, that uh, Pastor Vicky loved very much called Silent No More. And uh, the adversary of our souls said, well, we'll see about that. So he attacked the man that wrote the bestseller, Silent No More, the New York Times bestseller, Culturally incorrect, with vocal cord cancer. A lot of you, by your response, I can tell didn't know that. I spent two years of my life unable to whisper, unable to speak a word. Fourteen major ministries going on. Daily television, more television time that I purchased every week than any preacher has ever purchased that bill was between 1.5 and 2 million dollars a week just for the airtime just to let you know where my faith is hallelujah and the enemy struck me with vocal cord cancer but god so here i am And that devil is a liar. All right, let's get started now. Shove your neighbor and say, let's get this party started. I am back from the dead. The grave clothes have been shaken off. Resurrection power is resident. Inside my mortal body, that same spirit that raised up to life again, the three-day dead body of the Prince of God is personally present right now in every single one of you who are born again, Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized. So why should you feel discouraged? Why should the shadows fall? Why should your heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home with Jesus is your portion. Your constant friend is he, huh? His eye is on the sparrow and I know he's watching me. Shove your neighbor, tell him, let's get this party started. It's been entirely too quiet in the body of Christ. I'm gonna try again. It's way too quiet in the body of Christ i am an audience participation preacher what does that mean if you don't talk at me i don't talk to you so i don't know what protocol is but for the next 20 minutes you and i gonna talk we're gonna shout we may sing we may dance somebody may get a running spirit because the only reason to have a body is to express the life that's in it. (laughs) I feel good right over in here. I said the only reason to have a body is to express the life that's in it. Tweet this, Jesus did not save you to go to church. I'm going to be good now. It's not about going to church. It's not about my church, your church, their church, the church down the road. This I know. Silence is the language of defeat. You never saw a dead man shout. Silence is the language of defeat. Shouting is the language of victory. Shout unto God, all you people. Dancing is the language of celebration. Waving is the language of surrender. Clapping is the language of authority. Running is the language of freedom. The only reason to have a body is to express the life in it. I'm going to go out there and sign some books here directly. And when I do, I promise you a whole lot of folk will reach their hand forward to shake my hand. And I'll be glad to shake your hand because I got barrels of hand sanitizer. (laughs) Amen. Or you can just give me a bump. But I promise you, that if something happened and I was in an accident and my hand was severed and I took my hand and I put it in a beautiful box and laid it on top of beautiful, uh, uh, what's that stuff you clean your ears with? Uh, cotton. Put that, just laid that hand in there. Put it out there on the table. And none of you want to shake hands with that. Because the only reason to have a body is to express the life that's in it. And as long as I've got life in these vocal cords, folks say, why do you shout? Because I can. Because that book says, and the book is right and they are wrong. That book says that I should glorify him in my body, which is the Lord's. Now, you'll have enough time on this blue marble planet to do this act this is not it if you're going to be acting like that we got a casket for you we're going to put it right here in the front of this church but here's what i discovered he that the sun sets free is free indeed Here's what I discovered. The thief came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life, and the only reason to have a body is to express the life that's in it. Woo! So just talk to me. Tell me how good he is. Tell me how wonderful he is. Tell me what he's done for you. Tell me what he's about to do for you, because nothing you've done and nothing you're doing is as great as what you're just about to do all right you want me to take a text please be seated and i'll do that if for no other reason than to say i did now i need to warn you warning I can stop now and you can be fine or I can continue but you be warned you will never get back to this point ever again you didn't come in here to leave like you came did you you didn't come in here to go to church did you I need to hear a shout from somebody that came in here to see revolutionary, irreversible change in your life. All right. Now, look, I don't preach long, but y'all have already interrupted me 22 times. How about this one, Psalm chapter 5? God, I love this. You don't socialize with the wicked. I don't understand preachers that think we're supposed to win the world by being like them. I have a book, and it still says, if I'm the friend of those, I'm the enemy of God. So let me ask you a question before I go any further. Why are we here? Why do we do what we do? I don't even like suits. I'm just saying, like if I had my druthers, I'd have on my big blousy pants with that 50-inch waist around, which you just kind of swim in. Why do we get up, choke ourselves with a necktie? Put put on our very best jewelry. Sit on padded pews. Why do we come here? Why do we gather together on Sunday? Why do we need these instruments? They got instruments all over Las Vegas. Why do we need instruments in here? Why do we need carpet? Why do we need a pulpit and a PA system? Why do we need a Christian school? Why do you ever think about it? What are we doing? Why? What frustrates me in the church if everybody, is that everybody gets so deep, they're stuck. And most people never advance in God beyond their first revelation of Him. Whatever they came in under, they're still there. There's no expansion. There's no further de- development. There's no moving revelation. Why are we all here? I said that in a psychiatric prison once. A fellow in the far back stood up and said, I perceive that we're all here because we're not all there. I'm just telling you what he said. That's a true story. And that's funny, I don't care who you are. Why are we here? What? are we doing what is this all about why do i need an airplane why do i need a suit why do we need television cameras why what's it all about why do we have you so beautiful offerings like you just did why do we pray Every time I ask this question, it becomes very quiet. (laughs) Because in reality, it's one of those things that most folk never pause to think about. Why are we here? One reason. We're all here because they're all not. It's the only reason. It's the only reason. The apex of all Christian endeavor must become to place the jewel of a soul in the crown of our Savior. Will we have a Bible study? Our soul's attached to it. Will we have a youth group? Our soul's attached to it. Because whether you understand it or not, the church is in decline. Within 12 miles of my pulpit In Columbus, Ohio, within 12 miles, there are 657,000 people. Do you know how many of them could get in a church if every single church within that 12-mile radius go further? The entire Columbus Metroplex, 1.6 million people. Do you know how many of them could get in a church next Sunday morning? Less than 8%. Do you understand that only 12% of the people in that area go to church other than a wedding or a funeral in their lifetime? Well, thank you. Um... (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, now he's putting condemnation. Look, <laughs> let me fix you. Okay. The problem with the modern church is we don't understand the difference in condemnation and conviction, because we've asked the Holy Spirit to do nothing but to help us. Shondi Rondae, first of all, why do you need the Holy Spirit? Oh, to cast out devils? Not so. To raise the dead. Not so. Why do you need the Holy Spirit? Why do you need to speak with other tongues? What are we doing? Here's what the book said. And you shall receive power. Wonder working power. Don't get me started now. I said wonder working power. Power over sin, power over Satan, power over sickness. Shall I continue? Power over demons, power over depravity, power over disease, power over your lusts, power over You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Stop, continue, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. I mean, (laughs) if Jesus came in the next 15 minutes, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. better be careful. Seven billion people on this planet included, and that's your family. The people you work with. The people that you go to entertainment with, the people that you go to school with, the people that, in that great, big, beautiful car that God blessed you with, you drove here today by yourself. Why are you looking at me like that's okay? Oh, Father, Brother Summerall used to say, lady came to him and said, Brother Summerall, you're a great missionary, and I just want you to know that God Almighty has laid that I should go to India for the preaching of the gospel. Brother Summerall said, Well, let me see now. Where are those uh, little Indians that live in your house? Well, they didn't come today. She had five, they didn't come today. Where's that big chief? Your husband. I've never seen him in this church. Oh, no, he's not saved. Then Brother Sumrall said, stop thinking about India and go home. Go home. Go home. Oh, God, I want to preach. I said, go home. Go home. Go home. This thing isn't about this earth. Give me, my, give, me my, give me my rope. Hurry up. My rope. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. a Good boy. Good boy. Here's your life. That's what the Bible says about your life. Compared to the rest of this rope, this is your life. Book said, it's like a vapor scene, gone. Yet we spend all our time puffing it up and powdering it up, pulling it up, snipping it off, sewing it back. Man said, lady said, honey, would you love me if I dyed my hair purple? He said, sweetheart, I've loved you through 20 other colors. I don't know what difference I didn't make. Look, we don't want it to change, right? We want everything to stay the same. Most of you are seated within three people of exactly where you sat this exact same service last week. We don't like things to change. And you may not look for death, but believe me, death is looking for you. In fact, you began to die in the part of your life that you take so much care of the moment you drew your first breath. Your number of breaths began to expire. Job said, when I consider the Lord. Stop, pause. The sweet psalmist of Israel, David would say, Selah. Take a moment, think about this. Sometimes in church, I want people just to think about something. Not what you're believing for, but this in the light of this, eternity is real. Your Bible is the only book that gives accurate directions. To eternal destinations. It seems to me like preachers, leaders, Christians, believers should start to think more about this than this. never before in the history of the world has eternity or eternal destinations been mentioned less in the pulpits of America. Think about it. Why are we here? The apex of all Christian endeavor must become to place the jewel of a soul in the crown of our Savior, that the Lamb of God slain receive the reward of his suffering. If there's not a soul attached to it, how about we stop doing it? Well, yeah, but shouldn't believers be taught? Yeah. Less than 8% of all evangelical churches in America this year will teach one single class on personal evangelism. We think talking in tongues is so that we can show off our gifts to each other. I'm going to freak you out right now. Speaking in tongues... Is not assigned to believers. So, how come the only place we use it is in the sanctuary? Which I don't believe in sanctuaries anyway, I believe in tabernacles, but it's just a personal preference. Sanctuaries are where you go to hide. What's a sanctuary city? So I'm not hiding from anything. It must be appalling to God how we cower in fear and run to a more secure place. Our purpose is to impose the boundaries of this kingdom. We can't, let me tell you why I came to Las Vegas. Let me tell you. I came to incite a riot. I came to affect a divine disturbance in the heart and soul of every man, woman, boy, and girl who names the name of Jesus Christ. I came to rout the enemy. I came to give him no place. I came to become a culturally incorrect agent of redemptive change because the church is nothing unless and until It becomes an agent of change, not only in your life, but in your home, and then your neighborhood, and then your city, and then the United States, and then the world. Okay, okay. You don't socialize with the wicked. You don't invite evil over as your house guest. It's incredible. Let the party last all night long. Jehovah God stands guard over our celebration. Ooh. Psalm 91, calling and I'll answer. I'll be at your side in bad times, and I will rescue you and throw you a party. So my question is, why is the church the quietest place in Las Vegas? What would it be like if we walked in here today and 50 people? grabbed a hold of Pastor Sheeran and said, Pastor, look, I need two rows. What? I need two rows. What do you mean? Because I went out this week, Pastor, and I won two rows of people to Jesus, and they need a place to sit down. The church has become nothing more than an adoption agency. Studio Harvest Network, which I began... A little over 18 months ago, because God told me to go start churches. So I did, because we are losing churches every year more than the churches we're starting. Christianity is no longer the fastest growing religion in America, Islam is the fastest growing religion in America. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, I'm just trying to... All I want to do is adjust your focus. That's it. I just want to adjust your focus. This or this? Because here's the fact. There are only two kinds of people on earth. Two, there are not three. My mentor... The late, great Leonard Ravenhill wrote the book, Why Revival Tarries, that I require my team to read at least three times a year. Why? Because he said in 1969, I seriously doubt that even 5% of the people sitting in evangelical pews on Sunday morning are even born again. Going to church doesn't make you born again. And it doesn't matter which church you go to. I'm looking for life change. Since God spoke to me, two things were my assignment when I turned 60. Number one, win souls. Number two, plant churches. We have won over 3,500 people to Jesus Christ at our altars in Columbus, Ohio in the last 15 weeks. We did one crusade in Pakistan where 18 months ago we had no churches. Today we have 28 churches. The least of which have 1,000 people in attendance on Sunday morning. Our last altar call there, 13,000 Muslims in a Muslim nation wept their way to salvation. I'm talking about life change. I'm talking about people that when they kneel at that altar, there's somebody waiting with an automatic weapon on them outside the meeting to name the name of Christ. They put their life in jeopardy. Now Jesus said, when he was asked the question, what must I do to be born again, Jesus answered the question with an interpolated negative, three of them. He didn't tell you how to be born again. He told you three ways you're not born again. Number one, you're not born again by blood. What does that mean? Your mommy and daddy didn't get it for you. One of the greatest tragedies in America